Hello! Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the only podcast that rewrites history to take place in a magical world. Today is March 23rd, equal to Aries 3rd. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. March 23rd, 1946 is recognized by history as the date President Harry S. Truman sent an ultimatum to Joseph Stalin demanding that the Soviets comply with their agreement to withdraw their troops from Iran. But in Fabella, a crack team of rebels fighting for their freedom against bloodborne imperials had their first run-in with an atomic bomb. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Aries 3rd, 5946, FY, Fabella Year, equal to March 23rd, 1946 AD, Earth Year. On the morning of August 6, 1945, Allied forces dropped atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, effectively ending World War II. This had far-reaching consequences throughout history, but few knew it also greatly affected an alternate universe as well. Fabella's timeline was synced to coincide with Earth's. So, 1945 AD on Fabella was equal to 5945 on Fabella. Like Earth, Fabella was also embroiled in an intense Second World War. The Second Continental War, as it was called, was a world war pitting a ragtag group of rebel insurgents against the devious Bloodborne Empire in a fight to decide ultimate control over the magical world. Almost a year to the date since the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki on the night of Ares. 3rd, 5946, rebel codebreakers for the Electra Insurgency intercepted a devastating message. A team of Imperial commandos radioed into their home base to confirm the following. We have returned from America with the asset, awaiting further instructions. End transmission. The Electra Insurgency had an alliance with the United States of America. They were well aware of the threat of a nuclear attack and the devastating consequences it could bring. Debate raged throughout insurgent leadership over whether they should use an atomic bomb to help them win the war. For the moment, though, insurgent leaders ruled out the possibility of using nuclear weapons on Fabellan soil on the basis that they were fighting to preserve their native world, 
not kill it. Still, the idea the Bloodborne Empire would steal a nuclear weapon from America and transport it to Fabella was a deep concern. The threat of a nuclear strike on Fabella had now become very real. Insurgent leaders had no confirmation that the asset in question was even a nuclear bomb, but they couldn't take any chances. Colonel Alistair Switchfoot, Goblin Commander of the 612th Insurgent Infantry, was told to rouse his troops and prepare for deployment behind enemy lines. Their mission was to find the Imperial Commandos and recover the stolen asset by any means necessary. Switchfoot was a tough-as-nails goblin commander with leathery green skin stretched over an oblong face and large pointed ears. The famous leader earned his keep by doing what he was told. If the asset was a nuclear weapon, his orders were to ensure the bomb was in working order under no circumstances should he attempt to deactivate it. Colonel Switchfoot and his infantry troops boarded a stealth airship transport flanked by seven Victory class airboats. Powered by pixie dust, airships and airboats were craft fit for deployment over both air and sea. Their architecture resembled a typical boat with a hull and curved body. They were deathly silent, making little noise because they had no engines or propellers. The insurgent air force followed the imperial radio signal, intercepted by their codebreakers to take them over the wild jungles of the Firekiss rainforest in Astar. Astar was Fabellan South America. It was the most biodiverse region in the world. For Fabella, which boasted such creatures as dragons and giant spiders, the Firekiss rainforest was a deathly remote part of the world where people didn't normally go by choice. So why were the Imperials there? As it turned out, the Electra Insurgency caught a lucky break because the Imperial Commandos were in the Firekiss Rainforest by mistake. Earth and Fabella existed in two separate dimensions of space and time, linked by only a single vortex. Passage between the two worlds was possible through a gateway, but both ends of the transuniversal bridge had to be connected. This was where the Imperial Commandos made their mistake. On their way back from Earth, after pulling off a heist to steal a nuclear weapon from the American military, the Commandos jumped too early. Instead of landing in the heart of their empire as planned, they were dropped in the middle of the most dangerous rainforest in Fabella. The commando's desperation to reach Imperial Command was exactly what alerted the Electroinsurgency codebreakers to pick up their radio signal in the first place. Airborne Harpy Insurgent Scouts flying with the Insurgent Air Force spotted the commandos in the depths of the rainforest. As soon as Colonel Switchfoot's military airship landed in the heart of the Firekist rainforest, they were besieged by a mix of deadly curses and gunfire from the Imperial Command. Commandos. In the midst of the chaos, it was clear that the commandos had indeed gotten their hands on a nuclear weapon. As the battle continued to unfold, the airship 
transporting the 612th Insurgent Infantry was badly damaged, rendering the aircraft unflyable. Fortunately, the 612th Infantry was able to overpower the Imperial Commandos, but what to do about the atomic bomb? Colonel Switchfoot relayed to his superiors that he was preparing to transfigure the weapon into a brass candelabra so it could easily be transported in secret. Transfiguration was an incredibly difficult form of magic to master. Amateur witches and wizards were only able to transfigure small objects for a short period of time. A wizard of Colonel Switchfoot's immense talent could transfigure any item such that the change would be permanent. He often boasted in his military days that the goblet in his study was actually a neighbor's dog who wouldn't stop barking. No wizard was more accomplished at this complicated practice than Colonel Switchfoot. Victorious in his mission, Colonel Switchfoot boarded an airboat back to the insurgent's home base. However, disaster struck when on the return trip to the insurgent home base, the 612th Infantry and their aircraft were attacked by Imperial Air Forces. The atomic warhead, transfigured into a candelabra, was never recovered. Both the Electra Insurgency and the Bloodborne Empire denied that the weapon ever reached their home bases. All members of the 612th Infantry were killed, including Colonel Switchfoot. After a lengthy investigation, the Electra Insurgency deduced that the transfigured nuclear weapon had been secured by an insurgent trooper who fell somewhere over the Firekiss Rainforest during the attack and perished before they were able to radio back to base, leaving the transfigured weapon lost in the most dangerous place in the Fabellan wild. The insurgency's military investigation ended with this ominous warning. Should anyone attempt to procure the asset in question, they will be undertaking a deadly quest. Perhaps it is best that the asset remain lost, for if it were ever to be found, grave danger would certainly befall any who laid their hands on it. That's going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow as we raise a veil over how invisibility cloaks were first made. Subscribe now to get new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesofabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, hosted, and edited by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.